you've got to watch and, and kind of predict what's coming. I mean, there's cycles to everything. Mm-hmm. Hello and welcome to the Executive Checklist. I'm John Copeland, and I got one of my best friends in the world and investment advisor, James Watson, here with us. So glad to have him uh, bringing some great information. Um, the markets have been kind of crazy here as we've been shooting this because of the coronavirus. But I wanted to talk to James and just ask him some some questions for people who maybe want to get in investing in the markets and maybe you don't understand it um, and want to know more about it. So, James, I just want to ask you, you know, throw some questions out there to you. Let's say you got somebody that $1,000 saved up that they want to invest. Like that, they've set it aside for that. Um, how would you, what do you recommend to somebody like that when they're in that position? And they don't really know the markets. They don't know how to do it. So, so yeah, a thousand bucks. Number one, I think the best investment they can make is uh, in books. Obviously, you got to educate yourself first, because what happens when um, there's different platforms that you can trade from. But I would say get a little bit more educated if you don't know much about trading stocks and you don't know what a stock is, you don't know what a bond is. Invest a little bit of money and time into educating yourself. Do you have any recommendations on? What to read, like investing for idiots or what? Yeah, I mean, it's something as simple as that, like, you know, investing for dummies. You know, yeah, the dummy dummies, books. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a great, like, foundational and There's probably thing. a ton of stuff online, too. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Those books are, are very relevant and can educate you just as much as some sophisticated book can. But invest in that first. And then what I would say, as you build your nest egg to then invest, depending on the amount of money that you do have, there's different platforms to invest through, right? So a guy like me, I just purely do portfolio management for people. So for me, I traditionally just charge a fee to manage clients' assets. So I'm probably uh, a more expensive person, especially for somebody just learning how to invest. And if, it's usually if for value, larger portfolios. Yeah, if the value's not Like where there. would that start? Like what... Like say ten thousand and above, fifty thousand for for me right now. Yeah, for um, people that so for where it would be worth it. Oh, for so I personally, and this is just me, but there's many people that will take, you know, clients for you know, ten, twenty five, fifty, you know, on up. Um, I'm a little bit higher range because I've been in the career longer, and mm-hmm. uh, I want to have really good touch with all of my clients, so I have a higher assets. Um, to, to get involved with me, but I do have people that work with me and for me that will take, you know, lower tier clients. However, the biggest thing is, let's say you have $10,000 and you want to invest. You could go the, the most efficient and cost effective way to invest. If you've educated yourself and you don't really need the help of an investment advisor would be go to the discount brokers, TD Ameritrade, Charles Schwab, you know, et cetera. Uh, and even more efficient on fees would be kind of the acorns of the world, you know, world and um, kind of these robo advisors. And they can you can fill out a risk tolerance profile and they'll literally build out a portfolio for you and, and they'll invest it for you. They'll allow you to buy fractional shares if you don't have enough money to buy a full share. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it keeps the commission and the cost very, very low. Um, so that's the that's the easiest route <clears throat> for those that are just starting out. For those who and or have built some sort of wealth or have retirement and they're leaving their job and they have a 401k they want to roll over, I would definitely recommend to, to get with an investment advisor and have them build that portfolio out for you. Okay, good. So um, I'll get, I get questions about debt a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Should I have debt to start a business, not have debt? Same questions of, you know, like, should I pay off my debt? You know, should I pay off my house? Um, or should I invest it? 
Um, how do, how do you approach that question of the like paying off something or instead investing that money? Good, good, good question. So the way that I look at it is in in that kind of that that data gathering phase with a client and building looking at everything holistically. What I want to know from every client is what debt do you have? What's the terms of those debt? What's the interest rate on those on that debt? And what's the outstanding balance on that debt? The reason we need to know that is if we're, if if I have a million dollars of your capital or hundred thousand, let's say for example, hundred thousand dollars of your money, and you have a car loan that you're paying eight percent interest rate on, but you have hundred thousand dollars in available cash. Uh, historically, the S and P five hundred does about seven and a half percent, right? Is the annualized return, and it takes a lot of risk to achieve that seven and a half percent. So, what would the wiser decision would be in that circumstance is, let's pay that debt off quicker, get that out from underneath, and then you take that money that you're no longer paying the payment on, pump it back into the portfolio, right? Mm-hmm. And then we we can grow the assets. Now, obviously, we're in an extremely low interest rate environment since 2008. So a lot of question that I get now is, well, in fact, today, matter of fact, one of my clients, he said, hey, uh, number one, should I pay my house off or should I refinance? And come to find out he has a 3.7% interest rate right now. And so I don't, I'm not a mortgage broker, but I've, I've connected with one, so I'm trying to figure out if we can refi and get that rate even lower. But uh, what we're going to f- probably figure out to do is we're not going to pay that debt off because what we've achieved in this portfolio over the last couple of years is far exceeds that 3.7%, so our, our money's more valuable being used over here, mm-hmm. right? So it's all relative to the situation and to the person and to the current you know, economic circumstances. But, you know, you need to get with somebody to figure that out. Yeah, well, that makes sense. I mean, some things, you know, when, when money's, like, really cheap, and like, say you have a 3%, you know, it's like you can put your money in that and pay your house off, which, you know, feels good because mm-hmm. I love being out of debt. Yeah. You know, I mean, it has it is a really good feeling to know that you owe nobody anything. For sure. Um, but at the same time, if that same money could be making you, six percent after fees and everything seven percent yeah um then you're better off doing that because now that money is making you money yeah so an example of this would be um let's say you have a house that's valued at um hundred thousand dollars as an example and you're paying 3.72 percent like a particular client and we know what the market has done over the past couple years so let's say we look at real estate values and how much they increase historically over time. And what we do know is, in all markets are different, but across the spectrum, they increase roughly about 2 to 3% annualized, going all the way back to the late 1800s. So when you look at that, you're like, okay. You can have, like, you can have local differences where that, that market is you know, maybe 4 or 5%. Correct. Or Detroit, maybe 8%. Correct. You know, but then... You may have markets other that just pretty much stay flat or 2 or 3%. Exactly. So if you look at, okay, well, we got an interest rate and we have the house appreciation. Um, so really our net return on that money is negative because of the interest rate on an annualized basis, right? So we have a net negative return. However, if we just allow that, because you're not getting a substantial return out of the real estate value appreciation, 
But if you had the money in the equity market over the last 10, 15 years, you have a you have probably doubled and tripled and maybe even quadrupled your money over that same time frame, right? And the real estate maybe hadn't done that. So, but then you go back to the savings and loans bubble, right? Mm-hmm. Back into the early 80s and to the, to the late 70s, where you had interest rates that were 16, 18, 22%. Right. It makes zero sense to be in the equity market at that point. And you would definitely want to aggressively pay down that debt. Sure. And so in all markets, whether it's real estate, we saw that, you know, um, real estate can crash. Mm -hmm. Dallas, Fort Worth area stayed pretty much flat, maybe down a little bit. But some areas like Las Vegas, Miami, L.A. For sure. They saw 50 percent drops in the real estate values. Um, And then, you know, you have the market that you can see. You know, as we've seen with the Corona (laughs) and other times that the market can crash, you know, and so none of them are all 100 Mm percent. I think it's just wise to be one, have good advice and good mentors. Mm -hmm. Um, But you've got to watch and and kind of predict what's coming. I mean, there's cycles to everything, Mm -hmm. cycles to the stock market, cycles to real estate. So I think it's just wise to always be prepared to move what you have. Correct. If you see a trend coming or a change coming, sometimes it happens so fast, though. Yeah, and so the, the greatest advice I ever got was from my my grandfather. He said, "Never love something that doesn't love you back." <laughs> yeah. Right. So he's like, "A house isn't going to love you back, and a stock isn't going to love you back." So you have to be willing to sever from from that because if those things arise, you got to be able to shift and move. Yeah, that's good stuff, man. Appreciate it for sure. Thank you. Well, we appreciate you guys being here and. Uh, subscribe and if you have any topics you'd like to for us to talk about we'd love to hear about them